Welcome to the Wally Show Aftercast, all the stuff we didn't get to during the course of the show today. Uh, Betty Rock had come across this thing about Amy Grant, and I kind of read into it a little bit. And you know Amy, she's an icon in Christian music, and she had her little tiny scandals back in the day. And I even hate to say scandal. She went through a divorce, like, and her, and her husband that she was married to was not this great guy, you know? And so, but she got vilified for it, you know? And then she, you know, when she did Baby Baby that crossed over and then she sold out. And so she pioneered a lot of ground for Christian artists to come and she took a lot of arrows and stuff. And so there was a, a post that she did and she was hosting her niece's wedding and it was a same sex marriage and she was hosting it for her niece and her new wife. And so it was on uh, Amy's, I guess, property and stuff. And so she was like, you know, look, before you criticize me, just basically, you know, know that I don't care and, you know, I want to support my family and and all this other stuff. And I, I think there's a couple of things at play here. I think it's sad that she has to feel like she has to get out in front of this because she knows she's going to take arrows from the church. She won't take them from outside of the church. She's going to get like railed by the church. And I think that there's a distinction. And I think that this is a point that we miss so often in the church because the LGBTQ issue is very contested. It's a very hot button issue in the church. And I think largely that is because how prevalent it is in society, how forced fed it is on kids and and everywhere we turn around, there's an equal and opposite reaction that happens. So the church bristles and pushes back harder. But this is that case where, you know, it's about individuals and not issues. This is where you have the ability as a person, not as an entity, to be able to be more compassionate Mm -hmm. to an individual. I get that it's really sticky with organizations. You have a church and you have, you know, a gay couple that wants to go to your church or your small group, or you have a gay person that wants to serve. And so how you deal with that is way trickier to navigate than one-on-one with somebody that you love in your family, you know? And, and so that's the luxury of being able to treat it as on an individual basis and not as an issue basis. And I think that maybe the more we do this and the more we are loving to people that are diametrically opposed to us, the, the, maybe we make some strides institutionally then, you know, if we start and if we're allowed to start here. But there's this misconception that if you're kind to somebody that doesn't agree with you or doesn't live like you, that somehow you are completely condoning, accepting and 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 thrilled by this, you know, and that that weakens your message or ministry somehow. While it may be two different topics, um, I'm going to use it for an example okay for instance you when during our uh, rock report we talked about the jeremy renner right him, and we were talking about how they had removed his scars and his this blood all from his face in a upcoming movie poster and it's an action film so it's for his character but because they wanted to be um respectful of his recent uh, Accident, accident or with the yeah. snowplow thing. They removed them. Now, you said, Wally, you said, um, this is ridiculous. It's not needed. Like, he didn't even ask for it. If we let this go, like, if we if we let this little thing go, then it's just going to pile up to be more and more stuff. Right. Well, could the same be said for the Amy Grant situation, where she's letting this one little thing be okay but then that's going to lead on to further and further things where it's blurring the line of that, what 
what is what is okay and what's not okay. What you've just described there is the giant fear inside the church that somehow by being kind to people, they're going to run over this and, and it's going to create uh, chaos inside of our faith and weaken everything. And that is the, the difference between dealing with something as an institution or as an individual. And I get it. There's a different set of rules. It's harder as an institution. It really is. It's way more murky to navigate that than it is on a one one-to-one basis. But I don't think that like you loving somebody personally and extending love to them is that slippery slope. I don't, I don't think that's the case, but I do see how people see that because my, my perception is, or my opinion is if you write people off out of your life that you have relationship with because they don't live like you, you lose influence. You lose the ability to speak into their lives because you've written them off. Like we had a situation like this in my family with somebody and uh, similar to this. And it's like, okay, so I don't agree with this. I know this person is struggling. What am I going to do? Am I going to write this person off and be like, well, I shun you and you don't, uh, this God hates this or whatever. And then I lose any ability to speak into this person's life, you know, and I, and I, and I chose to be kind and I chose to, I wouldn't say accepting because I was honest. I'm like, look, I, I can't say that this is a good thing. I can't, but I can tell you that I love you and I, and I want just the best for you. And I will always be here to support you and, and be kind to you and love you, you know? And, and I think that that, where somebody might say, well, that's weak. You didn't give them truth. No, I gave them truth, but I did it biblically in that I seasoned that truth with salt. I didn't just make it a salt sandwich, you know? And so I I respect Amy for doing that. I really do. I, I don't know that it was even an issue yet for her because she kind of, it wasn't like in response to a bunch of criticism. She just has been in this world long enough. And I think that that's my sad thing. She had to get way out in front of it because she's a public figure. She's seen as an institution, not as an individual. And, well, that's and she wasn't trying to like publicize it as a thing that probably could have endeared her to like a lot of un-Christian people in the like non-Christian the, the non-Christian yeah, yeah. yeah. if she had publicized that she was doing it they probably would have labeled her as like a very heroic figure yeah. for standing for something despite her Christian title right, right. but for her to just have to get ahead of it I think is kind of sad but also probably just necessary in this and world it is I mean there's there's a lot of things that may not be fair but are necessary mm-hmm. unfortunately Um, I was reading recently it's in Mark chapter two, but it's about Jesus sitting with the sinners yeah, and how the, um, what do you call them? The people that thought they were holier the than Pharisees. Pharisees, they were like asking Jesus's disciples, why is he sitting with sinners? And he was sitting with tax collectors and we, right. and, and then the people that socialized with the tax collector. And you can imagine that the people that the tax collector called friends were probably people that didn't care about what others thought. Like they didn't care about their reputation because a tax collector already has a bad reputation. They're known to cheat people out of money. They um, work for Rome. Yeah, they, so they work for themselves and they don't look to anyone else. Um, so you have to imagine these people that are sitting at the table with Jesus are people that have have done some very questionable things in the past. And who's to say that one of them sitting at that table didn't have a tendency to be gay. We don't know, but we do know that God chose to call that tax collector and say, Hey, I want to, I want you to follow me. That led to him sitting at this 
tax collector's home, him inviting his friends over and them sitting at the same table and not sitting with the Pharisees. All that to say how God would approach something like this, I think, would be to sit with these people. Like if if they have a different belief than you, you're not going to win someone over by just shouting at them and saying, I... I am the right way to go. And while that is the truth, I don't know if we ever saw Jesus do that. Like, I mean, he did tell people the truth. He was like, you're doing wrong. This is how you need to be. But he was winning people over just by sitting down with them, having a a face-to-face conversation and just getting to know them as a person and didn't judge them. Like he... It's hard. It's hard for me. Well, I don't. Know I what think I'm it's interesting because I'm I think just... I think Jesus, like you I were mean, saying, there's sometimes where you're just like, it's I'm like listening you're, to you. Oh, I know you're listening to me, but then I'm just like, I get lost, and I'm like, I don't even know what <laughs> oh, I'm saying I, anymore. We talk for a living, and eventually just like well, run I don't the rabbit bore hole. People, I don't really know what I'm trying to say. I'm just saying it is. <laughs> I think I think it is interesting though the concept that the people that Jesus was the most like lenient towards, and lenient being like. Lenient with love, I guess, and that he spent the time with them and was kind to them and showed them the love of Christ, literally the love of Christ. But the people that he was the most harsh towards and critical towards were the disciples and the people that he had expectations for because he already knew that they believed and that they had this strong faith. The people that didn't have the strong faith that he was coming to bring to us, like he had and was winning them over with kindness and by being with them. He already had the disciples' right. hearts and their love, and therefore he could show them this critical um, critical love towards. And I think sometimes it's finding our place in life as Christians, but like non-Christians is showing critical love, but also it leaning towards more the kind love. Well, another perspective on that, though, is he knew he needed to get the disciples ready in order for them to carry on the faith mm-hmm. and you know and so he had to be critical of them he had to be hard with them he had to give them tough love he had to get them ready and prepare them for what was coming you know because it wasn't going to be good for them they all died like martyr deaths i think only one did not um and so it's like that's necessary but you're right he did show kindness and compassion to the people that were just broken you know but you know the thing betty you were making the point that he sat with the sinners you know which is a great was i i don't really know anymore you, I, I got i was with you, you i was tracking that. with you yeah. till you till you, you like uh, faded off at the end yeah i get lost that's why i can't be a pastor but the thing is uh like <laughs> like i don't know anymore yeah. just take it for what it's worth. i don't know and bible the one thing that he did though like for example when he met the woman caught in adultery and he was the one that had the right to judge her, but he chose not to. Everyone else was trying to judge her. He chose not to. He chose to show her kindness and compassion. But what he did in that was he said, now go and sin no more. Like he didn't let her off. He didn't give her a pass on the sin, but he gave her the forgiveness. But he said, all right, this is what you've been doing. Don't do it anymore. You're forgiven. And that's what he does with us. And that's what we need to do with other people. But this is where it gets murky yeah. because you're like, okay, if you call this a sin, but then you live in it, then have you changed. And so that's where institutions again have the problem of going, well how can I accept this if you're living in this thing that we call a sin? And so that's where it gets murky. And I feel bad for people that have to make those decisions. And I'm thankful that I don't. I'm thankful that I can just love people one to one and be kind, you know, mm-hmm. and and it makes it easier. Mm-hmm. But I, I feel for churches in these situations. Uh Lady Rock, what do you got? There is a man, he was driving home uh on Friday night. He got to 
his house and he saw that there was this huge party going on. One of his neighbors was throwing this party. Uh, he was going to drive into his driveway, but he realized there was a car already in there. And his driveway is already narrow as it is, so only one car can fit in there. Turns out that that car belonged to someone who was at the party that was down the street. The man wasn't going to get out of his car and go find the owner of the car. Instead, he just parked his car right behind that car that was in his driveway. Ingenious. And went inside. Uh, Hours later, this woman comes knocking on his door and says, excuse me, can you move your car? Uh, I need to get my car out of the driveway. And he's like, no, I can't. I am here for the night. Um, I'm not going to move my car. And so she proceeds to call the cops and tell them what's going on. They show up and they say, ma'am, we can't do anything because you did park on his private property. So So if he doesn't want to move, he doesn't have to move. And he proceeds to tell this woman, yeah, I, I'm not going to... It was the weekend, so he was like, yeah, I'm not going back to work till Tuesday, so <laughs> you're going to have to figure something out. And That's so she so had to great. call an Uber. That's so great. This guy's a neighborhood innovator. Like, Well, it teaches people don't... And, yeah. and every, anyone with common sense would know, don't park in someone's no, driveway. Like no. That's just not right. Who does that? Like You yeah. park down the street and you walk. That's what you do. Yeah, and that's, and that's what he said. He said he knew why she had done it, because right. there was no parking. Like right. She was going to have to walk a long ways, but yeah. that's not his problem. No, absolutely not. People are entitled uh, when they do that. Like, I have more compassion for like LGBTQ than I have for entitlement. Like, this girl, I have I would be so less nice to this person <laughs> after this whole thing about it. I just want to love people, and then I have my limits. <laughs> this would be my limit, 100%. Yeah. I love the guy's commitment to he didn't waver, even when the cops were called. Because, yes, it would be easy. All right, let me move my car. I taught you a lesson for half an hour. Mm-hmm. Let me move my car. Mm-hmm. I would have done that. Like, I would have moved my car. Ultimately, I know everyone thinks I'm this hard, hard horrible person, but like I, I ultimately would have moved my car, just because it's not <laughs> worth the headaches. But, boy, I respect the lesson of this guy. The lesson. Yeah, he taught the girl a lesson. Well, some... She could have called and had her own car towed. Like, a tow truck could have probably gotten in there and wedged her out because they can. They have these forks Maybe. and they can kind of pick the car I would up. have been scared that now she knows where I live and her friends do uh, and they're going to come and egg yeah. my house or Yeah, worse. but uh, he already looks like a guy you're not going to mess with again. You know? It's true. Like, he, he made a pretty big point and, like, I don't think I want to go to war with that guy. <laughs> so good. Have you ever had neighborhood drama? Like, you, you've been in apartments a lot. Have you had drama? Yeah, uh, we, mm, I'm trying to, I don't, well, I mean, people like apartment living is different because people can be unaware of, like we had at one time, we had neighbors that had two boys that were so loud and they did not realize that when they were in the hallway, whatever you want to call that between the buildings, everything echoes. They get out there and they just jump and, and like and, body slam each yeah. other on the stairwell and yell at each other. And it was so loud. And then we had people that with dogs that get separation anxiety. So they sit there by the door and they're just yapping the whole day. Yeah. And that echoes. And then also, but you too, just take it though. You don't do anything, do you? Like I, because no. I know I did. I lived well, in your no, apartment I, I, complex. I take I take that back. Uh, the dog situation. Uh, my roommate did do something about that, and it turns out that the woman who was the dog owner, she had hired a dog sitter for the day to take care of the dog, and she was under the influence that um, this guy was going to stay there the whole day. He didn't. Oh. He just came to give the dog food and water, and then he left. So she kind of did her favor then. Yeah. By letting so the her know. woman came yeah. and picked up her dog, and she said that she. 
she apologized. She was like, I'm going to do something about that. Um, another situation is like the parking. There's just not enough parking. And so we have had situations where, like I think, late at night, if it's a Saturday or a Friday night or a Sunday especially, I hate if I'm out late because the whole time I'm thinking I'm never going to get a park- yeah. parking spot because there is no parking spots. And nope. I even tried one time um, to park. Uh, there's a ramp. That This sounds terrible, but a lot of other people did it. So I was like, oh, I don't want to do it too. So park on the ramp uh, in the parking spot because they have ramps for like if you have luggage or whatever. Or if you're handicapped. No. Forgot about that. So I parked there and I got a notification through my email saying, hey, like yeah. you can't do this again kind of thing. But if I had not parked there, I would have had to park up a hill yep. around the way yep. and have to like it was just it's ridiculous. Again, I lived where you lived for four and years. And they charge you to park. And That's another I know. Thing. They didn't do that. That was new. And I had to end up I so many nights because we would when we were doing total access and we were getting home oh, at yeah. two in the morning, everyone's already asleep. I would park way around the corner and have to walk up winter, whatever. But it's different for me as a guy versus a girl. Like right. for you it's like a safety thing too. Right, you know? right, right. Well and we're hoping Hoping that something's going to change here when our lease is up, that yeah. we're going to find something that's going to be just better. When I was around. there, uh, I I literally, you, we weren't there at the same time, but I lived like, I think, one or two buildings down from you. Mm-hmm. And there was this group of people like, and I've, I've, I'm pretty laid back. Like, I don't m- want to make issues, especially with people around me, because yeah. you don't know what they're going to do. Right. But this one group was just partying, partying, partying loud, three in the morning, just loud, loud, loud. And then uh, we noticed that they were partying and uh, giving alcohol to underage kids. And that was the death nail for them. And so, yeah, I, I'm like, I went to the thing and they actually, I went to the the, the apartment thing and we and two other people had done it too oh. and they kicked them out. Oh, well, good. And that reminds me of another time when my roommate was out of town. So her car was parked in the parking lot as it should be. Well, this guy was coming over to visit our neighbor. So he's a friend of our neighbor's. And I guess that they were drinking while they were there. Mm-hmm. And so he leaves. He's got a company car that he's driving. He leaves our neighbor's place, backs up and backs right into my roommate's car. Mm. And he is going to speed off. Like, he oh. got out of his car to look and see what bad, how bad the damage was. Yeah. But one of our good neighbors, saw. he was out walking his dog yeah. and he saw what happened. And so he took a picture of the license plate oh. and then went and knocked on our neighbor's door and told him what his friend had done oh. and got the name of the but guy. the guy did still run off? Like he, yeah, he, he did. ran off. Yeah, oh. he was there damage? Do... Oh, bad damage. Really? Oh, yeah. Like, when was this? Like, this was maybe a year ago, oh. but he took her taillight off, hurt her bumper and yeah. everything. Oh, and so um, anyways, uh, we got his information from our good neighbor and got all that situated. But it was just insane. I think it turned out that he didn't have insurance, but the mm. company that he worked for did. Oh, okay. And we wouldn't have known that had he not been driving the company right. car. Oh, wow. So he did it with a company, company car. car. Oh. That's like more embarrassing. I watched yeah. a guy rear end this lady in a parking lot, like in an old beater, like company truck. Mm-hmm. And because he took off like hard because he was just trying to go. He wasn't paying attention. Looked up, saw she had stopped, jammed on his brakes and hit her. And um, I watched him like throw this fit in the car. Like he's banging his hands on the wheel and he's just 
fuming mad. And I had, I, I was like, I think he's mad at himself, you know, mm. for doing this. But I stayed because I watched him get out of the car and I wanted to make sure he wasn't going to be mad or yelling right. at her. And uh, so I hung there to make sure it wasn't going to be a situation. And then he kind of calmed down and he was, but he had hit her with a company card. So like, I'm surprised. I'm not surprised he took off because he doesn't want it on his company car right. problem. You know, right. it's not right to do. But well, I, and it was he worked in construction, so it wasn't yeah. like it was a company car that was like, you know, a nice one. Right, it wasn't a nice oh, one. But yeah. I, I'm telling you, I went on TikTok last night, and I feel like I've seen so many road rage videos. Maybe you've been liking them, and it's oh, learning yeah, the yeah. algorithm yeah. or whatever. Yeah, you're but welcome. I saw one where this guy was like brake checking this other guy behind him. Yes, and I mean, he ran him off the road. It was scary. Yep. And one lady was at a gas station. She got mad at the woman in front of her in the at the gas tank and ran her van straight into her and mm. then got out and st- proceeded to yell at her. My, <laughs> like, oh my god! My wife had to calm me down. Uh, we were headed to Florida and a guy purposely sped he didn't have the room to get in between me and this other car he purposely sped up and and there was no room so he just came over anyway and he ran me off the road <gasps> oh. and i lost my yeah. ever loving yeah like i That's saw cool. i saw red so he <laughs> takes off i'm doing 95 behind him on the road and my wife is yelling at me stop now stop now she's trying and i am i am so laser focused but had she not been there you may have ended up on I one of those videos I where and that's exactly could've. what that guy was doing like he was in a big truck and this other guy was in a sports car and he yeah. thought he could speed past him and all this stuff yeah. kept brake checking him and he tried to speed but when he did he tried to squeeze through two cars and it he overcalculated yep. and just flipped yeah. on the side of the road mm-hmm. but i can see that going with you you oh, yeah. would do that to somebody i saw red like i was gonna tailgate this guy and i was gonna follow him and like finally <laughs> finally like my wife and her being calm and get, snapping me out of it because i definitely i that was a rage issue because he ran me <laughs> off the yeah, road that's not right like it wasn't like just close i had to go off the road at 80 miles an hour and back on like i he could have killed us you oh, know my gosh. and so yeah. that i just I snap. Yeah. And so I get it. I get, I fully get the road rage. I think the hardest thing I ever do is like when it's an, an on-ramp or whatever yeah. and people are trying to really get, like they're trying to really get to the last minute where that lane is going to end and then move over. Yeah. And I can tell they're being really hostile about it. I will bumper <laughs> the car in front of me as close as I can. I'm like, no. Yeah. Because, and then when someone like speeds past me and they like, Get to the red light point three seconds before me. I'm like, wow. Yeah. Well done, that, sir. That was so in, glad. that was embarrassing for me the other day. There was this guy that was driving so slow, and I was just like, oh. And I wasn't like raging or anything, but I just wanted to get around him. And I'm like, come on, bro, come on, come on. And I finally got my way around him, mm. and I sped up and I took off because <laughs> I, I I I I I drive somewhat fast. I usually drive nine miles over the speed limit. Oh so, my goodness. Yeah. So I was driving. Yeah, I was like, what? Yeah, I follow the rules. Uh, he goes I under. do. Yeah. And I go so, the exact speed limit. I looked down the other day. I no was tickets. doing I was doing the speed of traffic. Like there was me and like seven other cars all moving at the same speed. We were doing 95. Like Whoa. I look I looked down we were all doing 95. Dang. Like everyone was just like driving and I find it's I, everyone. Yeah, so you didn't feel the speed. No. And so and I had my wife in the car and she usually is an automatic th- uh, speedometer. Um <laughs> and I like slowed down. I'm like, "Oh my gosh." I go, "I was just doing 95 with all of these people." She's like, "Are you kidding me?" I'm like, "No." And so I slowed back down. Mm. Um but That's like never happened again. <laughs> no. <Yeah. laughs> 
I could not. I couldn't <laughs> not believe it. I was it. even like, "This is insane." Well, let me ask you a burning building question. Sure. Burning building. Yeah. You have to save someone. You have okay. to. Okay. They're all screaming inside. Okay. You have to get someone out. Okay. It is the woman that's putting on her lipstick and oh. wouldn't let you out in front of the in front of the Legendary. driveway here. Feels yes. like it's been yeah. a while since that. Yeah. One. It's also the barbecue guy that told you. <sighs> That your order was yeah. coming up, that, that they're not a fast food. Yeah, we sat there for an hour while he served everybody else, and then he was like, hey, we're not McDonald's, pal. I'm like, yeah, well, neither was McDonald's, so to quote Nate Bargatze, until they got their act together and uh, became a business, <laughs> unlike you. And then the guy that almost ran you off the road. You have to save one of them. I feel like it's got to be the... <sighs> gotta be the it's got to be the barbecue guy. Yeah, but the barbecue guy, I can, af- I can avoid... <laughs> <laughs> um, and he's just annoying. Like the other person could have killed somebody. Yeah, that guy's got to stay, which and is the, super and dark. The other yeah. woman, the other, the woman, mm. she was putting on her lipstick. You might have called her at a wrong no, no, time. No, 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 no. She and looked she at me. She didn't realize you no, were there. No, 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 no. <laughs> it was a. I'm looking at you. We made eye contact, <laughs> and she then turns her head and does her lipstick. So she is like. I am so much more important than you. I am not moving. So, no, I am not saving her. So, if I have to save one person, you're right. The guy, at least the barbecue guy, has barbecue. I got it late, yep. but I got it. And it was pretty good. So, yes. But he's going to be hostile about it. He's going to say, dude, yep. I don't work at McDonald's. That's okay. That's okay. I'll take it. You at least... save him, but it doesn't erase the hurt that he's caused you. Exactly. But at least he provides something to this world. So, you're world. saying he makes the top of your most disliked people list. Yeah. Well, or no, but no, he's the bottom. because he who, who makes the top? Uh, it's gotta I think be that road lady. Rage. No, what? no, I think that lady. Because the other guy was that's, just a, that's terrible. The other guy was just a, an egomaniac jerk. Like he was just a jerk, like a punk. Uh, this lady knew what she was doing. She was old <laughs> enough. She was calculated. This guy just needed to get somewhere, and he was just a fast driver. This lady was calculated. Yeah, but he almost killed you in the process. You know what? Uh, yeah, but Even this lady still. killed my soul. <laughs> Not to be overly dramatic. <laughs> hey, it's good to have you back, Rock. <laughs> After the oh, first of gosh. where she punched herself out, I'm and just, then, I don't know anymore, and then spiraled out, and then just took herself out, and oh. then now she's now she's been full into this conversation. So thank you, appreciate you. Welcome. All right, do you have any birthdays? No, I don't. Okay, <laughs> okay. then we are done. See ya. That's gonna do it for your aftercast. Thanks for being a potty.